0: Wild 7 Podcast Network. Listen different. Hey!
1: Welcome back to It After Dark, everyone. Oh my god, it's been so freaking long, what the hell, like, this feels really weird, I literally, like, was getting a little nervous about to record, I was like, do I remember how to even do this, how to work all this shit, but I'm back, we're in this thing, it's your host, Ashley Mendoza, and, um, I'm so excited to be back. Welcome to season six, this is the first episode, I believe the last time I dropped the episode was in June, so been a little cool minute and there is a lot to talk about Uh, i hope everyone's summer was amazing and full of whatever you wanted it to be full of (laughs) i was trying to think for me i like wanted to just relax pretty much i like to relax i like to drink and like do all that but i spent a lot of time by the pool with the fam with my girls my birthday passed in september so earlier this month And we had a lot of tequila listened to Bad Bunny it was fun so however you wanted to enjoy your summer I hope you did and yeah damn last episode was about Bad Bunny actually so that really set the tone for the vibes that I wanted. Un Verano Sin Ti has still been on repeat but we got blessed with a lot of really good new music this summer like these past few months we got new Beyonce First of all, so that is amazing. Renaissance is so much fun. I love how House is having its little moment. Drake dropped a house inspired album as well. It was a vibe, honestly. I haven't listened to it too much since it dropped. When it first dropped, I was like working out to it and just like chilling by the pool to it because it's definitely a fun little vibe. But what else? Steve Lacey, Gemini Writes. That album is amazing. I love him oh and brent faez wasteland is still on repeat it is so good it's hard to pick a favorite song from that but jackie brown is really good and all mine those are probably my favorites but one of my favorite drops and what i'm gonna actually be talking about today is ari lennox's age sex location album her second studio album it has been on repeat it is so good i was so happy when it dropped it came out a day after my birthday so on september 9th so it felt very personal like she said here happy birthday ashley i love you so i listen to that shit with love okay real quick for the new listeners if you are new here simpin after dark is a podcast where every week i pick a new song to kind of just get into i dissect the lyrics a little bit just go over them And then those just kind of spiral into a conversation about a lot of different things. Sometimes it starts about one thing and then it turns into something completely unrelated. But that's okay because that's what this is about. I like to talk about relationship dynamics, heartbreak, dating, self-love, healing, all that good stuff. And of course, I am on Twitter and TikTok like a lot of you. And if you're on there, then you know that there is a lot of fuckery. All the time. Like Twitter is definitely wild. It's the Wild West. But TikTok, I don't know. It's a different world on there. And it has really opened my eyes to things I never would have seen without TikTok. But damn, some of the videos that people be posting on there, especially like girls, and that's just because that's my FYP and what the type of content that i look at is girls complaining about their boyfriends so i got a lot to talk about over the season i'll try to get into some stuff today but it is going to be kind of a jam-packed episode because i'm not just picking one song from age sex location i'm picking six so that's half the album it's gonna take a good little chunk but there are a lot of really good themes on there last season i introduced the pick me patrol segment where i call out pick me's basically Quick definition of a pick me, just my own definition off the top of my head here, is girls, but not exclusively. It could be just anyone who puts down their own people, like girls that put down other girls to try to seem better and get picked by a man. It's something that I think a lot of girls go through. We're kind of socialized to be that way, to want to get picked. Once you start paying attention and Open your eyes to it. You can't really unsee it. You'll start to see it everywhere you look. It really manifests in so many different ways. So I'm going to always talk about it on here because it's not just some little like funny joke. It's serious. It has real life consequences. A lot of the times you put women in danger or kind of open them up to violence, whether it's online bullying or actual real life scenarios. So like I said, this episode is pretty packed. I will try to get to some pick me shit, but I cannot guarantee it. Cause I do want to talk about something at the end. Just cause it's happening right now and I wanna talk about it before it just gets old. But it has to do with Nick Cannon, so stick around. It's shocking. But yeah, the pick me's have been out of control on TikTok specifically. I said Last episode, not last, last season, the first episode. I said it's a pick me pandemic, and it is, and it's not close to being over at all. So, um, yeah, you're scared. I'm fucking scared. It's ugly out here. So we're gonna call this shit out, one week at a time, and hopefully it can make its way to a pick me to open their eyes somehow and change, because it's just really ugly, embarrassing, silly behavior. All right, but let's talk about Age Sex Look. Oh, my God. You know what? Actually, really quick before we get into that. She actually, Ari Lennox, dropped a pre-album EP. It's called Away Message. That's where she first dropped Queen Space featuring Summer Walker in. So that was one of the singles. But I believe she dropped that one as like a package. Yeah, like a little EP. It's four or five songs, I believe, that aren't on the album other than Queen Space. And it's honestly really, really good, like, album material, but very different. Like, it sounds very different. The production, the vibe, but I am a fucking fan. Like, Tatted, one of my favorites on that EP, but my ultimate favorite is Bitter. So soulful. Her voice is top-notch on that, and the lyrics are... Bittersweet. Like the song is titled Bitter. It's a really good song. It's beautiful. And yeah, her range when it comes to just like style and her voice, like vocal range, is amazing. So I can't wait to get into the rest of this. But I just have to shout that out because I low key forgot about it. Like I remember it dropped a few days before the album. I listened to it and I didn't come back to it until earlier yesterday while i was getting ready i put it on and i was like oh my god wait like this is really fucking good i haven't seen too many people talking about it too much so yeah and like ari lennox is not a small artist by all means but she deserves her roses for sure because nobody out here is doing it like her and everything she puts out is just solid also cheers i am drinking some wine in my cute little my melody cup shout out wild seven they got me these for my birthday i'm obsessed I'm also trying to slow down on drinking, cause I literally had so many freaking shots of tequila on my birthday. I'm still disgusted. It has been how long? My birthday was on the eighth. I'm recording this today is the 29th, so you know, 21 days. I had my first shot of tequila since then yesterday, kind of hesitantly. But my aunt sent us some lime, some limes from her tree. So shout out to her. She's so cute the limes were juicy and delicious the shot was good but like for real i'm trying to slow down i've been seeing a lot of tiktoks about like the effects of alcohol and it's low-key scary not to like give off any negative vibes and bring the mood down at all if you want to drink i support you i'm never here to judge anybody but um i might talk about it more in the future because it's low-key crazy i'm gonna still drink this wine though all right i'm about to read something it's kind of long but it is very worth it as part of ari lennox's album rollout i think j cole posted this on his story he asked her what the album meant to her you know like what is this about what does this mean and she responded with like a whole paragraph and honestly if you're not like a real day one fan you probably are not going to read it i saw a bunch of people in the quote tweets like Love you, Ari, but I'm not about to read all this. Like, okay, y'all are fucking rude. I read that shit and I'm about to read it to you because it is deep from the soul. It's good. And a lot of it is very generic. It can be, but it's so relatable. It's something that I think every woman can really go through. Not just women, but I think more than not women. I think women just put in the work for that self growth a lot. More often than men do but if you are a man that is about that then shout out to you because we need more men to be doing that so and a quick little just uh i don't know synopsis on the album the theme is well first of all age sex location asl is something that you would ask people in chat rooms back in the day online and kind of even like the party lines on phones like You got to be my age or older to even remember those. I, unless they still exist, I doubt it. But yeah, I used to go on those with my friends just like for fun. we would just lie about our age too. So that's something that Ari Lennox talks about. She's like, I'm the original catfish. So it's super relatable. It's funny. Actually, if you go on YouTube and look at the lyric videos, the way it's all like the design of it is set up like a AIM, like a AOL chat room thing. It's super cute. And just takes you back to those days of like, I don't know about you guys. I know it's not, I know it's not just me. Actually, I watched Pen 15. There's an episode about this. If you've never watched Pen 15 on Hulu, you're missing out. That shit is so hilarious. Oh my God. There is an episode where one of the girls, or both of them, are kind of experimenting with this and how they just fall in love with strangers online. And that actually reminds me of like the Manti Teo documentary of like that football player that got caught up with the whole catfishing thing. It wasn't his fault. He was a victim. Oh my God. If you've seen that shit, like I feel so bad for him. But yeah, that's something that happened back then. That was like the birth of the internet's time. Like that was the first time that you could talk to people in different cities or states and lie. (laughs) You could talk to whoever and you could imagine that they were whoever you wanted in your head. That was like. The most extreme example of idealization, you know, you can definitely do that to somebody you meet in person. But back then online, you would literally just hear a person's voice and in immediately you were just obsessed. Like their voice was so sexy and they could be literally just not your type on the other end. They could just be not the person that they are saying that they are at all. It's pretty crazy. It's funny if you think about it. I was talking to April who is my sister and has been on the podcast multiple times and we were remembering one time when we were little we had walkie-talkies we used to hang out with our neighbor we're all girls and just we used to use them to like talk to each other and sometimes we would like catch interference with boys in the neighborhood that had walkie-talkies and it just was so exciting and just imagining who was on the other side it's like your prince charming in your head and in real life it's probably definitely not just like some little stinky ass kid but you know it's crazy what online chat rooms and things like that can make you act like like you'll be so delusional but okay this is what ari lennox replied to j cole when he asked her what the album means to her or what it's about she said transitional space very vulnerable codependent and validation seeking part of my life I remember the countless times I was kicked out of dating apps because they didn't think I was really myself. It reminded me of those age sex location days where I actually wasn't being myself in those chat rooms. I spent so much time seeing the good and God in some abusive people, neglecting my needs and self-worth, romanticizing terrible people, ignoring red flags, ignoring my opinions and those knots in my stomach when interacting with people I'm dating, communicating my concerns immediately. No more tiptoeing, no more docile, providing grace and compassion to myself, blocking those that no longer serve me or just literally not responding, blocking the resistance to heal, allowing accountability and maturing, allowing growth to happen, allowing self-worth and self-love and inner work to happen, allowing therapy, allowing dating me to happen, doing things I like to do whenever I want, learning new things, allowing that desperation and neediness to fade. What's for me is for me and I'm complete on my own. This is my eat, pray, love journey. And it's my honest goodbye to searching for love. I got it right here inside of me, the end of searching for anything other than self-love and family, pouring into me and giving the greatest love to me.
0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com/metaverseimpact.
0: Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
1: End quote. So I told you guys it was a little long, but yeah, there's so many things on that that stood out. And the songs that I picked from the album are more reminiscent of that message and what I think she was trying to get across. So that's why I picked the songs I picked. And we'll kind of get into that once we get into the lyrics. I'm absolutely not going to be going through the entire lyrics of each song because then this episode would be like five hours long. So I'm just going to kind of skim and go through some of my favorites that stand out to me and are on theme with the meaning and this episode. Okay, first song is called POF. It stands for Plenty of Fish. So this is definitely or can be a double meaning because, you know, the chorus of the song is what's that they say back in the day it's plenty of fish in the sea will somebody explain what's with these lame fish that be swimming to me so we've definitely all heard that when we're going through a heartbreak or if you've ever been broken up with before someone whether it's your mom or your best friend they definitely told you at one point there's plenty of fish in the sea like he's not the only guy out there blah 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 and it's like you appreciate the effort but also in your head you're like i don't first of all i don't give a fuck about any other fish in the sea if like you're still in love and if you're not still in love then you're probably feeling like these other fish suck whether you've gone on a few dates since and realize like they all suck not all of them but it's like not every single fish out there is great you know like not everyone is easily replaceable you're gonna have to go through a lot of whack-ass fish to find a good one and that's not to like put anyone down it's just that there's someone for everyone and not everyone is a match so that's all I mean by that but you know what some of them really do suck like I said like the ones that don't put in the work for self-healing and being intentional in their journey to become a better person for themselves and for everyone around them if They're not doing that, then yeah, they do suck. So, some fish do suck. All right, but let me actually play a clip of this song before I get into some lyrics.
0: You out your mind, I did them tours I picked them floors. So, miss me when you come around, you're pressing me like Jay. You want so anxiously with super thirsty energy, like you never had no coochie was that they say back in the days plenty of fish in the sea well
1: somebody's plain was with these same fish that be swimming to me was that they say first of all i love her so much because she even though like her voice is so professional and mature and soulful and like has gospel vibes she is so unserious with some of her lyrics like she still is fun like she has fun with it she doesn't take herself too seriously it's really the best balance to have like she really said when you come around you're pressing me like Genuine so anxiously with super thirsty energy like you never had no coochie like that's funny as hell she's just so real you know so i had to pull up some lyrics from jenny wine's song called so anxious that she references just because you guys have to hear some of this i was cracking the fuck up He's basically just kind of talking to a girl waiting for them to like link and hook up and he is so thirsty first of all in the chorus he's like girl could you quit the stalling you know i'm a sexaholic so any dude that calls himself a sexaholic it's so cringe because it's like you're not actually a sexaholic real life sexaholics lives are fucking fucked because of how crazy that shit is it's like any other holic alcoholic gamble a is that a fucking word you know what i mean though any type of addict like a sexaholic is somebody that's addicted to sex and that shit turned your life upside down so if you're just a dude that's a slut, then just say that you're not a sexaholic don't be weird but you are weird because it's thirsty and desperate and no girl wants that energy like she said when guys act like that it just comes off like you ain't never had no coochie and it's just like please have some composure act like you've been here before you're scaring the oh but i also love this lyric in the first verse i was like what the fuck she says the nerve of you to think that i was gonna sell my house to live in yours you out your mind i did them tours i picked them floors so miss me You cannot make that shit up. Some dude really wanted her to sell her house so that she could go live with him. That's insane. I actually loved in Sex in the City when Carrie Bradshaw, I think it's when her and Big get married or something. And they're living together. And they get in a fight. And then she goes back to her apartment. And he goes and finds her. And he's like, I thought you got rid of this place. And she's like, No, I just like having it. It makes me just feel like I still have a piece of me, or something like that. I might be completely fucking that up, but I really fuck with that sentiment and just always having something to fall back on. And I do see that it could be a little bit kind of a symptom of avoidant attachment, maybe, or fear of commitment or trust issues or something. So I think a compromise would be to maybe have your own rooms or have just like an extra room just because i think when you live together it's important to have your own space and i keep seeing tiktoks about how if you move in together as a couple before you get married that you have a higher chance of getting divorced and i'm never one to preach about morals and sex before marriage or nothing like that like i don't give a fuck but i do think it's important to get into the why that is And somebody on TikTok was reading from the book where that stat came from and where that conversation started floating around from. And what the author was basically saying is that when couples move in, just kind of like roll into it, just like, hey, move in, it'll be cheaper rent, like whatever, versus going at it from a place of trying to move the relationship to the next step with intent and looking for apartments or houses together and building a home together a home that is ours not mine and you're a visitor you know what i mean um that's when it could be an issue so not just because you move in together before you married means that your relationship is doomed you just have to be really really mindful about making sure that it's both your place even if one of you was there first versus making the other person feel like they're a visitor, you know, You it has to be a home, like equally both of yours. But yeah, that's just a wild thing for someone to tell you to sell your house to come live with them. Like, <laughs> fuck you. So in the little post chorus or genius lists it as the refrain, she says, see, Lord knows I don't need no one, but sure would be sweet. And that's exactly the mentality that you need to have when you are going into a relationship or looking for a relationship versus that desperate energy because once you need something that pulls out a lot of ugly traits that are not going to be healthy so so that's the intro song and it's like the perfect intro song as soon as i clicked play on the album i was like oh yeah this shit is gonna be so fucking good And her voice really reminds me of Erica Badu in this. You could really hear the inspiration. And I would love to hear them on a track together. I could totally just hear Erica hopping on this. If there's like ever a remix, that would be the best. So I was like Googling if they have done anything together. And some article popped up. It's from 2019. So it's like right after Shea Butter Baby dropped. A few months after. And the title is: "Erica Badu gave Ari Lennox this unconventional advice when they met." So I'm like, "Ah, I love that advice! Like women in the industry supporting other women." And unconventional, yeah, that makes sense. Erica Badu, like, what could this advice be? So Ari Lennox says, "I was leaving the dressing room, and she was just right there. I think she was there for me. I don't know." Maybe it just happened to be that way. She was just right there. I said hi. I couldn't hear anything. She was like, are you nervous? I was like, yeah. And she was like, just sing from your pussy, bro. What? And she was like, just sing from your pussy. And then Ari Lennox was like, oh my god, I will. I know this makes so much sense. When you want to hit that note, you got to dig deep down in there. You got to squeeze sometimes to hit that goddamn fucking high note. So she knew. I knew what she was saying. So yeah, that shit is so funny and it's just so on brand for Erica Badu Miss Pussy Flavor Incense. Um <laughs> it's not flavor, I know that's not the word. I can't like what is the word for that? Like the smell of something. Whatever, you know what I mean? I love it. And yeah, POF just a great song, a very Erica Badu-esque. So if you fuck with her and you have not checked out Ari Lennox at this point, then go. Alright, and then track three is called Waste My Time, which I saw she did a live performance at probably some like Jimmy Fallon type show. I have no fucking idea, honestly, but I just seen the clip floating around Twitter and I was blown away. Her vocals are just amazing as always. She never disappoints. So the song is about two. let me play a clip before we get into some of the lyrics there
0: must be a glitch in my phone i'm ready for the switch to turn me on won't you go to do something wrong to me cause i'm trying to have you
1: i fucking love that so much did you catch when she said sock it to me like in the background after she says back up every word you say that's my favorite part that's what i mean like her lyrics are so unserious there's also in i think it's the song hoodie possibly i'm not talking about it but there's like a lyric in there where she says um spread it like some queso like bitch queso like why the fuck would you even say queso you know I guess you got to do what you got to do for the rhyme. But it's just like so funny. Like Queso is so fucking random. But I love her for it. And she can say whatever she wants. Oh, and by the way, J. Cole was one of the producers for P.O.A. Even though he was not featured as like a feature (laughs) on this album. I'm glad he was still involved in the production. I think that's the only song I was going through the produced by on genius and that's i think the only one that i saw him on but you know who did a few of her songs on this album and who has done a lot of her songs in the past and actually has a bunch of like really great writing credits and is actually signed to dreamville so does a bunch of j cole shit is ron gilmore so on shea butter baby there's a song what song is it oh i think speak to me at the beginning where she's like are you recording me ron so that's Ron. Shout out to Ron. Every song that I see him credited to is one of my favorites. So once I see an artist constantly putting out good music with like a producer, I'm like, "Yes, keep doing that. Give us some more, please. He actually has um, he produced a song for Fouche, a song that I did on this podcast, actually. I was looking at his credits. It's a song. I can't remember what it's called right now. I've done two of her songs, so um not the first one but the second time i did her song it was the one that was like a cover but anyway back to waste my time a fucking bop first one i mean she's already starting out strong she says no dick making me stupid no funny valentine loving from cupid need someone to get to it i see you begging so there ain't no choosing like she's definitely just talking to like some fuck boy that is out there being thirsty and she just wants a little dick she's just trying to have some fun she hasn't messed around in a while probably you know she has no dick making her stupid and she's like you know what tonight tonight i'm down and she knows what it is and once you get to that place and you're out of that desperate energy and you know what a lot of it is and you just Take it without misconstruing it as something else or secretly hoping for it to turn into something else, then you're in a good place to be in, like, to participate in hookup culture. Although I have my issues with hookup culture, I think as long as you are in the right mental space and have healed enough and are picking the right people, whether that be just someone that can lay it down, like, right, then why not, you know? why the fuck not and then the chorus she says waste my time get on my line because i got the time to waste and that's what you need to know like if you don't have time to waste then don't be participating in hookup culture if you know you don't want a relationship and you know you're just like focused on your healing then yeah you got you got a little time to waste and you're not looking for anything so like what's the harm right And then she says, use that mouth, blow this back out, back up every word you say, said sock it to me, waste my time, get on my line, then you can be on your way. Use that mouth, pull a track out, back up every word you say. She's so funny, like, pull a track out, bro. She's just trying to get dicked down for sure. So that's pretty much that song. I just wanted to emphasize that, like, once you are in control, if you know that you're in a place where you can be in a control Of a situation like that, then like you're good. But if you're not, you're just gonna hurt yourself. All right. Then the next one I want to talk about is "Boy Bye," featuring Lucky Day. She actually was on his second to last album. What was it called? "Table for two where he had a bunch of R and B girlies on there. It was really good. Their song was really fun. This one is like. top notch though it's like a duet they're going back and forth a little bit and there's little skits throughout it like before during and then at the end and their chemistry bro so good it was making me blush like i felt like i was watching two people flirt in real life like i'm out with my homegirl and then she's like with the guy that she has a crush on and they're just like going back and forth you know where you're like "Mm, get it bestie that's exactly what the song feels like and it's a bop just the theme of it is so great like it's called boy bye so you can probably guess that it's just about blowing off a dude when they're trying to sweet talk you because some guys are really good at sweet talking and saying the right things to get you to open up and i feel like every girl goes through this your first sweet talker you're like oh my god he loves me like wow like i've never met a guy that is just so open and honest and then you get your heart broken and then you're like Oh, okay, yeah. This is why they say actions speak louder than words. And this is what the term sweet nothings comes from. Because people will literally just say shit just to get what they want out of you. So once you learn, you learn. It's a really great lesson to learn. So I love this song because it's just her still flirting, because flirting is fun, but knowing exactly what the fuck it is and shutting him down. And he is pressing for it. It reminds me of that. Chris Brown music video where he's following that girl like doing these like weird creepy dance moves like hopping over his leg you know I'm so biased against him because I don't like him if you've listened to this podcast long enough you know I don't like him but that clip floats around Twitter from time to time and it cracks me up every time because it's so creepy he's literally following this girl like through the park it's kind of scary so this song there's not a music video for it yet hopefully there is i would love to see their like energy and chemistry on the screen but yeah kind of that vibe where he sees her he's trying to like spit some game and she's like "Mm, no and then he just kind of like walks her home follows her home so that's why it reminds me of that bit like without it being chris brown's goofy ass so the chorus it's kind of both of them going back and forth she says boy bye thinking you're gonna come inside boy bye not tonight And then he says won't lie can't say it ain't worth a try it feels right i'm trying to make you mine so he's trying to come and then when she says thinking you're going to come inside i would not be surprised if that's a double meaning for come inside if you know what i'm saying talking all that shit All no one oh, I'm just if I can fuck you home. Oh, oh, oh.
0: Boy,
1: come If you haven't listened to this song, like please go listen to it because I don't want to get into all the lyrics, but like in verse two, there's like a funny ass little back and forth between them. That I was just like dying. So go listen to it if you haven't. And he's like pressing her. She even tells him like I got a man, and he's like you're fucking lying. And then she like admits she likes him, but holds her ground. She says I know you're playing with me. I know you've been hanging with Casey, Georgette, and Judy. I don't know who you think you are fooling. Not me. Stop playing with me. And then he says I know you think that I'm shady. I want you to be my baby. Sunsets, big daydreaming lately, girl. I think of you on the daily. So you gotta be real strong when sweet talkers come along, cause they will pest you enough until you give up sometimes. <laughs> if you're not strong. And then I just love on the outro, their little skit. He says, You probably ain't never had real love before. And then she says, Uh, no, like that's the thing like I have, and that's why I can tell this is giving fraudulent. It's giving fickle. And then he says, I don't need you to bring baggage from no other spots. But over here, baby, like I'm trying to fuck with you on some fresh shit. You feel me? And then she says, there's no projection. I just can tell by your erection that this is shady. Then he says, well, I ain't going to pass on that ass. You know what I'm saying? I'm hit the gas. So, you know, he admits like he'll do and say what he has to do and say to get to that ass. And if you have had real love or once you figure out what it is, once you learn to decipher you can see through the bullshit quickly like i'm telling you that's why young girls are so easy to take advantage of because they've never been through it like that they don't understand that someone will feed you all of these lies tell you all the things that you want to hear just to get you even if they switch up later down the road however long it takes as long as they got you so that's the real reason why older guys love younger girls Cause that sweet talking works on them. but that's a topic for another day. Alright, so then I'm gonna talk about track 10, Leak It, featuring Miss Chloe. So let me play a little clip. A movie, we can make a Everybody me get
0: a taste.
1: Okay, so another freaky-ass song. I'm loving all of the freak energy, but this one specifically just, like, oozes I'm a confident bitch that is just comfortable in my body. And it kind of just emphasizes that sometimes you do find that in a partner. Although, of course, like, you should be that just on your own. But when you do find somebody that helps you feel amazing in your own body, that's just a green flag because the opposite would be someone that's making you feel insecure or just putting you down in any type of way. That's emotionally abusive. So I emphasize that if someone is doing that at all, like red fucking flag, you deserve to be with someone that makes you feel safe emotionally and just. Sexually, everything like in verse one, she says, I could care less what they say because you got me feeling away, and I'll undress any place. You are the one and only that got me feeling safe. So, yeah, the song is mostly just like freaky ass lyrics, but you know, like if you kind of strip it down and dig and maybe reach a little bit just because it's me, it's like a little vulnerable, like in the chorus or the post chorus. She says no filter, backdrop, no sparkles, no crop, leak it all on your beautiful face. So, you know, she had to make it like real sexual at the end there, but no filter, no backdrop. Like, you know, like she's saying, like, take me as I am, like us together. It's um, it's about just like if we were making a sex tape, like I'll leak that shit. I don't care who sees this shit because, you know, I feel good and this is good. Like leak that shit. I am confident in myself. I ain't got no shame about this. And that's the only way you should be having sex. No shame. If you feel shame about it in any way for whatever reason, that is a sign for you that you should not be having sex with this person or in this situation or whatever it may be. Like, whatever it is, you should fucking own it. But their vocals together are so beautiful. They match just, like, so lovely. I love Chloe Bailey. And this was the collab that none of us knew we needed. That's about it for that song, but blocking you is we're gonna get into this one. Let me play a clip. Go,
0: go. Blocking you everything. I need a moment. I need a day.
1: oh like i am so obsessed with this song this is i think my most favorite song from the album just because i love like her flow and melody the post chorus when she says fly take a trip don't be in my hair making and split like that is so fucking uh, uh, i And then, of course, stay out of that basement talking all that shit. Ain't no shooter. Deck your shit. Like, yeah, I'll deck your fucking shit. Bet. So this song called Blocking You is all about blocking anything fucking negative. Like, you don't need that shit. It's about protecting your peace, being willing to fucking deck whoever, whatever, whether it's like metaphorically or actually real life. You know, I don't condone violence, but I do condone metaphorically decking. People out of your life. First one, she says, "Hey, feeling too accessible, exhausting. The only peace I'll ever know. Searching for something tangible. Privacy is cardinal, but I can't seem to face myself alone. Afraid of where my thoughts can travel." So, so this is like I think one of the most vulnerable songs on the album, which I love. I think everyone can relate to that feeling of not wanting to be alone with your thoughts and like. Spiraling into negative thoughts for me specifically, it's when I smoke weed. That's why I do not smoke weed. Although, um, me and my girls talk about it all the time. How maybe when you smoke weed and you have those thoughts, it's because you probably need to address those thoughts. We actually talked about that on the episode we did about mushrooms. It was me, April, and Steph, Master Steph, when we talked about Sis'a good times. So, if you want to hear more about that, go check out that episode. That was a lot of fun some real shit was said but yeah her opening line when she says hey feeling too accessible uh, that is the realest shit like don't ever be too accessible to anybody that isn't reciprocating good energy in your life people will take advantage if you're too accessible if they know you're always there and this is like romantic relationships friendships family who the fuck ever a job it could be anything like you do not owe anybody like free and open access you're allowed to set limitations you're allowed to have boundaries you're allowed to block people some people think blocking people is toxic whether it is on twitter or a fucking social media app or on the phone but i'm an advocate for blocking i think if someone is fucking with your peace enough to the point where you even think about blocking them then they deserve to be blocked and they should be blocked because this is your space and why should anybody be pissing you off in your space. Like, get the fuck out of here, right? Blocked, blocky block, get bi- by, right? Who's with me? Pro blocking over here. I'm low key little toxic with that. The pro blocking, pro ghosting. I'm sorry, but you know, and I'm all about reciprocating and being there for people that are like your friends or a good person to you. But if they're not, then block, ghost do what you got to do protect yourself because you're the only person that's going to do that and like everything there are nuances but i'm not here to get into that i think you guys are smart enough to know when it can get toxic like if you're blocking someone for dumb shit that's toxic don't do that but if you really feel like you're like losing it and going crazy because like someone is just trying you or playing with you too much block with no hesitations like in the chorus, she says, blocking you on everything. I need a moment to restore this place. So yeah, you know, sometimes you need a moment to just like gather yourself, gather your thoughts, bring yourself back to your baseline and then you can unblock them and talk it out. So verse two, I love this. She just like says everybody like it's, it's a call out haters, family, neighbors, police, Trolling relentlessly, blocking you on everything, exes, labeled, bill collectors, cable. All can come and catch a fade, though. Accountability, tuition. That bitch that cut me off while I was driving. That ego, a whirlwind, anxiety, ADHD, addiction, bad company, fear of true healing. Blocking you on everything. Said I can't take no. Yeah, so if you can't take it, block. And that could be anything people place things. I think accountability is probably the only thing on that list where it's like, you know, you probably want to take accountability, but sometimes you could block it for a while and then come back to it in your own time, you know? It's not always the right time for everything. But I want to point out that she said addiction. Um, I know that she has spoken about drinking too much and just alcohol. Being a part of the problem when it comes to her mental health and like her headspace. I don't know if she's completely sober, but she's definitely been open about drinking less and just like being sober for like long periods of time. So I do think this is like a trend that is happening. I'm seeing a lot more people, specifically on TikTok, promoting non alcoholic type elixir drinks that make you feel buzzed or like you know like a little head change but not alcohol so it's interesting to see how that'll go somebody said that in i don't know how long they said 10 years or 20 years or something that we're gonna look back and look at alcohol the same way that we look at tobacco i believe it because alcohol does have like a lot of really bad side effects i saw a video that was explaining how it makes it harder to regulate your emotions even if you're only having like four drinks a week or something like that, or like one drink a night, and that might sound crazy to people that are sober, but like I'll have like a drink a night, like a glass of wine, you know, wind down. I'm like, I feel French or real Italian when I'm having my little wine at night. I'm like, they do it in France. It's good for the heart, okay? But realistically, it probably does have a lot of negative side effects. Don't get me wrong, like I'm still drinking this wine, but it's just something to think about, especially if like you're needing to get your health in order your mental health specifically but just your general health is affected by alcohol so it is a good idea to cleanse once in a while at least maybe i'll do like sober november january i feel like i'm kind of just pushing it off if i do january but it does feel perfect because you know it's basically october so of course i'm gonna drink for halloween like hello october Halloween festivities like this is my favorite time of the year and then November is like Thanksgiving I don't really care about Thanksgiving but usually me and my fam will get like specialty craft beers not even specialty but just like we'll try really good different craft beers that's like our Thanksgiving tradition um but yeah it's just really ingrained into our culture here in the U.S and then christmas it's just like i feel like alcohol and holiday festivities go hand in hand so that's why i feel like january um i'm just putting it out there so that i can hold myself accountable or you guys could ask me in january how it's going because i do need to like start working out and shit and um yeah this album is kind of inspiring for that because even just on her health like journey her like physical fitness like ari lennox her body has changed a lot As long as it's been good for her mental health and I'm all for it. Like I definitely think it's like a lot of people just want to look good without considering their health. And that's why people will lose weight in unhealthy ways. But it seems like Ari is going about it in a healthy way. So it is inspiring. And we love her for that. And then the last song Queen Space featuring Summer Walker. If you listened to my episode about Still Over It. You know that unloyal featuring ari lennox is one of my favorite songs from that album so when i saw the tracklist for this album i already could not wait to listen to this it was one of the first singles that dropped and it did not disappoint like them two together just like do r&b so right Uh, let's play this clip but i don't want to tell you what to fit I fucking love it. Before I forget um blocking you and queen space uh give me very much like manifestation energy. If you ever do like, you know, all my like full moon crystal astrology girls gather around, you know, all about like affirmations and just like saying certain things during your manifestation rituals to bring things into your life or to expel things out of your life and i feel like these two songs are like really good for those blocking you specifically for full moon i believe is the one where you're supposed to not really manifest things into your life but to get rid of things that you don't want like whether it's getting rid of negative emotions or just bad relationships cutting all the bad things out right so blocking you is perfect for that and then queen space also just reminds me maybe of more like new moon like inviting queen space energy so this song is all about just recognizing your queen space like bitch yes i am a queen and i will be treated as such and i have standards and i have boundaries and you can't come around here unless you are about to abide period so she says in verse one, there's something we should speak on this royalty you're seeking. Don't have a problem on this is even but I'm pretty sure it says don't have a problem leaving. That just makes more sense. There's something I am sure of I deserve something purer. My love is a privilege bitch. What the fuck? So she didn't say bitch with the fuck. I said bitch with the fuck because like, yes, I fucking love this song. It's so good. And yes, all of you bitches listen up you need to view yourself as this queen that you are and demand your fucking needs needs are uncompromisable channel earth a kick compromise for who for what like let's not because life is too short let's fucking not pre-chorus i guess you can't take confrontation well i ain't got time it's so good when everything's going your way but what about mine so i love that that part hits because someone that can't take confrontation in a relationship it's going to be draining as fuck like she said well i ain't got time because when you're dealing with somebody that can't take confrontation something that should just be a quick healthy conversation turns into a whole thing so who has time for that realistically nobody even if you got time you don't got time for that Like it's so good when everything's going your way, but what about mine? I feel like some people think that a good, solid relationship is a relationship where you don't have any disagreements or arguments. And yeah, arguably maybe not arguments if you know your definition of arguments is yelling or just having a whole fucking blowout. But disagreements, you're allowed to have disagreements. And it doesn't mean that your relationship is toxic it's just about how you handle it i think too many people want to focus on protecting the peace of the relationship therefore they hold back from expressing themselves when something is bothering them or not going their way even though if you look at that it's like everything is going the other person's way all the time so why can't it ever go your way it's because you're too scared to speak up because you know it's going to be a whole fucking thing And that's not a healthy relationship. You should be able to speak the fuck up and say, yo, I don't like that you do this. Or, hey, this thing that you do is a little toxic or whatever it may be. If shit is always only cool because you bite your tongue because you want to make sure that they're good, you need to reevaluate. Like, what about your way, bitch? What about your way? Speak up, please. If you make yourself small like that, then you're going to be treated that way. You got to channel who you want to be to be who you want to be and be treated the way you want to be. There's literally like the talk of the week, you know, like when there's like a TikTok and then it makes its way to Twitter and then everyone's talking about it. Well, right now, like the talk of the week is a whole like if you view yourself a certain way, then you're going to kind of just manifest that into your life. So you are in charge of viewing yourself in whatever way you want to be treated. You know what I mean? It sounds kind of crazy, but it actually makes so much fucking sense. but it's like, I think a lot of people will dismiss it because it takes a lot of energy on your half. It takes a lot of discipline. It's like manifestation, you know, It's like changing your way of thinking and then applying it. Speaking of changing the way you think, here we go in the chorus. So don't waste my queen space. True elevation when I let you taste, let it rearrange the way you think, true elevation when I let you taste. So when you're working on yourself and like, you know, anyone can be like, oh, I'm a queen. I'm a queen. I get it. It probably sounds annoying on like the outside because I know when I see men calling themselves kings, I'm like, "Ew, shut up. Like, (laughs) no, you're not unless you've done the fucking work. So same thing applies for women. We need to do the work to actually not feel crazy when we're referring to ourselves as queens. And obviously we don't fucking really think we're queens. So let's just get that out of the way bit like symbolically metaphorically yes queens and that does require you to like elevate and change your way of thinking and that literally is going to mean whoever you allow access into your life is going to benefit from that naturally women love to elevate their partners and that is a lot of how women give in relationships is trying to help their person be a better person like whatever way it is and obviously helping in that But that's why you can't just let anyone into your life because people will take advantage. They will waste your time and they're benefiting while they're draining you of your precious ass energy. You've put in the time to elevate and you did the work and someone's just going to benefit undeservingly. Mm -mm, I don't think so. Summer Walker in the post chorus, she says, you know what's real, but you have no idea. I know you want me to be your sweet escape. So that's what a lot of people need to realize is a lot of times guys just want you to be their sweet escape. (laughs) Low key reminds me, and I hate bringing this up because I love Janae Echo and Big Sean together. Even though it's like so toxic from the outside, what they've been through. I hope that they've both done the healing. They seem like they are, so I hope that they have done healing and growing together. But the song that came out after triggered. None of your concern, like Janae echoes spilling her fucking guts on that song, and it's definitely like a breakup song. It's like them after the breakup, so that's why everyone was shocked and it was like plot twist at the end when he hopped in. It's a great song, like they're both being very open and vulnerable. But the thing is, Big Sean, I feel like the only thing that he's saying is like, "Your bedroom is my only escape." Like your body, like it's all just about her being like his little savior that makes. Like her pussy just like sweeps him away from all his stress and the hard things in his life and just makes everything better. And that's just not a good balance. So just be very wary. And then the bridge, Ari Lennox says, I told you to be here. Come correct or disappear. I said smooth when it go down like some belvedere. Don't let doubt interfere. So yeah, shit has to be smooth. They got to come correct. They got to recognize what it is and they gotta reciprocate but that's up to you to uphold those things and have those boundaries and accept what is good for you so yeah queen shit queen space this is my song that is the last song on the album go listen if you have not all right so i don't want the episode to be too long so not gonna get into too much pick me shit right now although what i can say is me's are not queens, okay? Because me's roll over and they don't have boundaries. They're kind of like the the Joker, I guess. Like if we're talking about cards, they just are there, like, ha look at me, King Master. Like, am I pleasing you, sir? Like that's embarrassing. It's quite sad, actually. But um, we'll let them figure it out. But what I do want to talk about is Nick Cannon. Like I said, if you've been on Twitter, um, you know that actually started on Instagram, I believe, one of his baby mamas, his like latest one, posted on her Instagram stories about how she's so tired, like from she has a newborn, obviously. And somebody DM'd her, like replied and they were like, Oh, like why don't you get uh like a nanny or like a doula or whatever, like some help And then she was like, Okay, are you gonna pay for it? Like I can't afford that And then somebody was like, Why don't you ask Nick Cannon to pay for it? And then that girl fucking popped off. Like she was like He is just the father of my child. He is not my sugar daddy, like blah, blah, blah. Like she was mad and it's insane because Nick Cannon is a fucking millionaire. He has like 25 babies and like 20 baby mamas. I don't even know. It's an exaggeration, but not fucking really. But the crazy thing is like when he had like three babies in like the last year and a half, maybe I could be wrong. Something like that. I remember like the whole debate online with women saying like there's no way That he can be there for all his kids. Like, they're all in different households. Like, there's just no way, you know? Like, if you're a working father, it's probably hard enough to be there for your kids in one household or two, maybe. But 10 or seven, whatever, I'm gonna say 10 just because whatever it is. Yeah, there's no way. But men were like, he is rich as fuck. Like, he can be there for them financially, blah, 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 blah. So that's just very telling. They think that all they have to do, the only way that they have to provide is financially. It's such a cop-out because that is not the only way to provide in a family. And it's definitely not enough. But to find out that he doesn't even have these women set up living like queens with like butlers and doulas and night shift nannies and chefs and everything. He doesn't even do that for them what what is the point you know because i i was like okay women can do it on their own women do it on their own all the time raise kids so what would be the appeal of having this man's kid obviously because he's rich and he could like hook it up and make it all amazing for you like he's probably paying for the best health care providing everything right financially at least but to find out that he's not and that she feels bad even asking, like she feels guilty, she feels ashamed, that is sad. Like as the mother of his kids, she should not have to feel ashamed. And if you feel weird even asking your man for some money for your child, what are you doing? How did, how did we get here, baby? I'm sorry. <sighs> yeah, so sad to see you all right y'all i am tired i have not talked for that long in a minute but i bet i'm asleep good tonight like this is helping me get all my thoughts out my thoughts in order so it's like i feel tired but i feel good it's like after a workout type of tired like it's a good tired But thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really missed this and I'm so excited to get back into it and drop episodes weekly and bring you another season full of fun things and great music, crazy topics, whatever it may be. And hopefully some exciting new fun guests and maybe some repeats as always. I love having people back. And also let me know if you guys want me to have a Halloween special episode i probably will just because i love it if you are new here on halloween or like the week of i have an episode where i have you guys send me in voice memos or just you can type it out about scary situations or just like crazy situations something that you would be like that was scary i went on a date and he was weird doesn't have to be dark and heavy but it can be i've definitely had you guys submit like some really heavy stuff and it's all for like the learning experience regardless and if it's just something scary funny then it's for entertainment and it's all good and i am down to read it on the podcast so send me stuff now and i'll start going through them i love halloween and i'm so excited for october shout out to wild seven studios for hooking it up we got some really good new gear i'm not in la today but hopefully in the next few weeks i'll start recording out there it's just like a heat wave out there right now and I get too sweaty so also keep an eye out if you did check out amigas the telenovela web series that we did last year me april and alexa we are doing a podcast it's probably going to be like a limited run but it's going to be all about the making of amigas and just topics about that like novellas, what inspired us things like that so if you like our dynamic you like when they're on this podcast then keep an eye out for that we're going to be doing a bunch of episodes together also, feel free to DM me on Simpin' After Dark on Instagram or Twitter. I love hearing from you guys, or TikTok. Follow me on all of those. And let me know if there's anything that has happened these past few months that we have been apart from each other that you want me to talk about or touch on in any way. I know it's been a lot. So let me know. I would love to talk about it yeah i hope you guys have all been well can't wait to hear from you guys so excited to be back and i will see you guys next week bye